It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hey, what's up, K-Pop Tabok family? It's your boy, it's Eric Nam. Welcome to the show. Uh, today, we have a very special guest joining us on K-Pop Tabok. His name is Pink Sweats, and uh, he is an R&B singer-songwriter, and um, he recently collaborated with Crush on a new song. And um, we caught up on K-Pop Tabok to discuss the song, his project, how he grew up, his music. Um, and he's an artist that I really, you know, I kind of fell into his music about a year, year and a half ago and really loved it. So we kind of stayed in touch and luckily we were able to get him on K-Pop Tabak to discuss his life. So um, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. But we did want to go ahead and let you know that, you know, because we are in quarantine, we are in coronavirus times. Um, as you guys may have known, our audio and our video qualities have been a little bit different here and there, depending on the situation. And uh, the audio here um, is not the best. It's kind of just the nature of how it was recorded, unfortunately. So you can hear me very, very clearly, but you may have some difficulty every once in a while listening to Pink Sweats. So Please, I hope you guys understand. Bear with us. Um, we have more episodes coming soon. I'll have a midweek update for you in just a few days uh, just to, you know, catch up with you guys. I know we didn't get to do one last week. Um, so look forward to that. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please be sure to subscribe, leave us a rate review. And uh, if you guys have the opportunity, please, we really sincerely ask you to go to patreon.com slash dive studios and consider becoming a patron of ours. We have new perks. We have Zoom calls with our team. We have uh, new merch out. We have all these sorts of things going on just so we can try to keep the lights on at dive studios during this crazy, crazy time and keep the content coming to you guys for free. Anyways, here it is. K-pop Tebak with pink sweats. Oh, and by the way, we have really, really cool episodes coming up next week too. So stay tuned. New guests, really cool stuff. Enjoy. Bye. This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Tebak Show with Eric Nam. Ooh. Um, for people who do not know who Pink Pink Sweats is, he is an incredibly talented singer, songwriter, musician. And um, you may have known of him if you're in the K-Pop world uh, for his collaboration with Crush. Um, so we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Before we do that, we wanted to dive in and get to know Pink a little bit better where you're from, how you grew up, what influenced you, your life, your music, all that good stuff. So let's just jump into it. Um, you're in LA right now, but where are you from originally? I'm from Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. Philly. Yeah. Uh, born and raised? Born and raised. Nice. Um, and were you always like musical as a child? Like did you grow up doing music or, you know, what was your childhood like? Um, yeah, yeah, I was kind of like into music i grew up in church so mm. um i i had like we had like a tiny tiny church but um <clears throat> you know it was everybody hands-on kind of stuff so even if you didn't mm. know what you were doing you know everybody kind of just chipped in like um 
So my first thing was just playing drums. And my dad used to play drums for our church. Oh, nice. And um, he wasn't really good or anything, but <laughs> he just he just filled in because that was something that needed to be done. And then yeah. when I turned, I think I turned like five or something. And then I had started getting kind of good. So then he got off the drums and, and I started playing. And then When you were five? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what? I was like, um, I took over the stock on my pops. <laughs> this is some child prodigy shit. What are you talking about? You're five years old, taking over your dad at the church praise band. That's crazy, dude. So you had like, yeah, obviously you've been gifted, you know, kind of born with it. Um, I, I was reading up on you and, you know, growing up Christian. I grew up Christian as well. Um, but it seemed like you were not allowed to listen to non-Christian secular music until much later in your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big deal in my house. Like, my parents would flip out if they even heard it, like, in the headphones. They're like, what is that? Really? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what, what, do you, like, I mean, I guess in a way, if you're growing up and you're not very in tune with pop culture or, you know, whatever is hot on the radio or whatever people are listening to, you know, there are definitely things that you could feel like you're missing out on or things that you, as a child, musically are hungry for. How did you kind of quench that thirst? Uh, LimeWire. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows what that is. But I have no I idea. Here in the States, they had this thing that was popping for like, it was only, it wasn't like popping for long, but it was a couple of years where it was like hot, where I guess people could upload music Oh, LimeWire. LimeWire, right. yeah. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Okay. So, I know. So I hear my you. friends, they would like, I would hear them was talking about stuff in school. Uh-huh. Like, yo, did you listen to this? And I would just pretend along, like, yeah, yeah, I heard it or whatever. And then, um, and then I would, uh, I'm like, yo, what song are you talking about? I forget. And then I would go home <laughs> and like try to like just get a glimpse of what it was on mm. LimeWire. But sometimes you can't. It's hard to find the songs back then because right, it'd be like Soldier Boy. He would like load all his songs under every name of every song. <laughs> <laughs> so you downloading like uh, like Mario, let me love you, and then you download it. It takes an hour to download, right? And, and if someone so. picks up the phone, it's dropped. <laughs> and then it's freaking Soldier Boy. It's like you. <laughs> you're like no. So you got to find the right one. But, um, oh man, yeah. memories, memories. Um, so I guess when you first, you know, I guess growing up with your family in Philly, not allowed to listen to music. How did you make that jump from that life to becoming a singer songwriter, writing for other people? What was that transition like? What got you there? Um, I just left home, honestly. It was like, uh, you know, my parents, they had, like, sets of rules and things in their house. And then yeah. how I grew up was, like, if you don't like it, then you can go kind of thing. Mm. So, you know, when I turned – I think I turned 19. And then I uh, kind of just left. I went to move in with my grandma. I slept on the floor. And she had, like, a one-bedroom apartment. Uh-huh. So there – just kind of, like, network with people through church, kind of, yeah. who, like – they were maybe older than me, had already been out and doing their own thing a little bit. So I would like just link up with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were probably, like I said, they had a couple of years on me right. as far as being out of the house and doing their own thing. So I would just go to their st- little studio setups and 
just start, you know, listening to what they were doing, start trying to chime in. This is in Philadelphia or where did yeah, you grow Philly. Okay, okay. Two in Philly. Okay. Um, what was it like growing up in Philly? Man, it was crazy, bro. Like Philly's a is a jungle, man. Like mm. well, I guess where I grew up, what we all from Philly, where we call Philly is like, you know, the inner city pretty much. So it's yeah. like it's pretty crazy, you know, like uh like uh <laughs> it's a strange place. <laughs> it's like a lot of <laughs> It's a lot of um, danger, a lot of uh, murder, a lot of death. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy place, but on the positive side, it's a lot of creativity too because mm -hmm. you know people need outlets. You know, right, right, a lot right. Of times people turn to music. Mm -hmm. You move out of your parents' house. You're living with your grandma on the floor, starting to get into people's studios, figuring out this music thing. I guess you started writing for other people. You started getting a little involved. Is that is that the natural yeah, progression? Yeah, when I was when I was nineteen, when I first moved out, that's when I was like really starting to write songs. Uh huh. So I kind of just connected. This is like kind of like a bit of luck, a bit of uh, chance, because like some of my friends were. It was like each thing that I was doing was a stepping stone to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like the first thing really wasn't much. Mm. But it was way more than I had ever been exposed to. And uh -huh. it gave me the boost of confidence to be like, oh, like, so people like when I'm, like, writing stuff. Mm. So I should, like, keep trying to do this, you know? Yeah. Were there? Do you remember, like, the first few songs that you wrote? Were they amazing or were they horrendous? <laughs> I mean, thinking back now, I think that they were… I didn't have structure. Like I, uh -huh. I just knew how to like put melodies and stuff and I would just go. But I yeah. didn't have like any kind of like structure to the song. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. if I was to find them and like go back, I think it'd be some gold there. But I think I just didn't know how to like structure a song like, okay, this is your hook, this is your chorus. I mean your uh your verse, this is your pre right. like, I didn't know stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, so when did you, you know, become Pink Sweats? Like, how did that happen? You became your own full-fledged singer-songwriter. Your stuff's all over the world. How did that progress happen? Um, actually, it happened like two years ago. Um, I was writing for a lot of people. Um, and... I don't know. I was just feeling like kind of like losing the love of music, but I knew mm. it wasn't. It wasn't really me falling out of love with music. It was me falling out of love with writing these kinds of songs that I personally felt like didn't really mean anything. It was just like trying to make like a hit song or mm -hmm. trying to get like these big placements with these big artists and stuff as a writer. Mm -hmm. And then um. You know, I feel like in the writing community, a lot of times we often we complain about like the state of music and like, oh, people not really making real music as much anymore, and or people don't even support it or think we just talk amongst each other, and, and I just got tired of talking, and I was yeah. just like, you know, like I'm not as reserved as I used to be. You know, at that time, that's how I was thinking. Because I used to be really reserved. I didn't want to be 
out in front. I didn't want people knowing me and like knowing any of my business because I'm from Philly. Like people, you kind of keep this to yourself. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> so I just kind of shook that energy at that time. And I was out in LA for like my first time, I think. And um, no, it was my second time. But I was here for so long. I was here for two months. And I was just, just riding, 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 just hanging. Okay. Yeah. And um. And it just clicked. Like I wrote this. My first song that I wrote was "Cocaine," uh-huh. and um, off my Volume One EP. And I just fell in love with the song. And I wrote "Honesty," and then I wrote uh, another. Forget. I think I wrote "Would You," and then I wrote. Um, I can't remember all the order, but then I just kept sending them to my manager so he could like shop them out to other people. Yeah. But then. Um, and we started getting a lot of like a lot of people liking the songs, but right. then they wanted to change the songs. It was like, oh, let's add this beat, or let me send this to this producer. And then I was starting to get real protective because mm-hmm. I was like, nah, like this is like this is the song, like <laughs> yeah. But um, it's hard to tell other artists and other teams like how to present them their own artists with the song. So it was like. I realized that I had never been protective over songs before. I always just give them to my manager. Like, I don't care what happens. Just, uh-huh. you know, I just enjoy creating. But those songs, I got really attached to. So then I had to, like, text people personally. And I was, like, feeling really scared because I was like, dang, like, am I going to ruin relationships? So I just started mm-hmm. texting people, like, yo, man, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I need these songs. I'm I'm going to have to read renege on like what we were about to start doing right right these are my these are my songs you know what i'm saying like i feel it like it's something special and you know and they were like cool like yeah we understand so then i put them out on my own me and my manager that's awesome that's awesome i mean it's an incredible incredible first ep um i remember i heard it i fell in love with it and then i reached out to you over Instagram. Yeah. I was like, dude, these songs are freaking fire. Um, and I just really, really like lyrically, melodically, even production wise, there's something about it that seems that hits you, but it's also simple at the same time, which I think is there's a lost craft of being simple, but still having the impact. You know, yeah. I feel like there's so much production that goes into things these days. So it took me, it made me think of like, just stuff I felt like I kind of grew up on in, in many ways. It was reminiscent of that. But is there something particular, you know, about these set of songs and the way you put it together that had a particular meaning to you? Or for you, it was just like, these are just my favorite songs that I had at that time. No, honestly, bro, it was like I was just living totally mm. different life. Like I'm mm. from Philly, from like a crappy, you know, neighborhood and stuff. And then... uh um. I'm in LA. I'm seeing all these cool things. Mm. I like people I've never met, like places I've never seen, like houses. I'm like, wow, like I used to dream of like seeing houses like this. Yeah. And girls, just everything, man. Like, so it was just all a collaboration of experiences that I was having at that point in my life. And it was like I was documenting it essentially. And that became volume one because it's like uh-huh. if I never came to LA, I wouldn't have been inspired to write those lyrics and, right. and stuff because 
I felt empty. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like creatively, I felt like I had dumped out all of the generic stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like all the stuff that everybody wanted to hear. Yeah. I was empty. So it was like by the time I created those songs for myself, I was trying to be simple. Cause I felt like like how you were saying, like a lot of people overproduce or overcompensate with the music. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh like, oh let's add this, let's add this stack text that you and then yeah. you strip it down, it's like it's not really that good of a song. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing was as a songwriter. I want to be the best, man. Like, I, I feel like I always thought of it as one of those things where I just want people to appreciate my art, especially mm. as, like, fellow creative yourself. Like, you, you dedicate so much time and energy and you sacrifice so many things, whether it's, like, time with your family, whether it's, like, where you live, how you live, what you're doing with your time. It's, like... I'm not really trying to be number two, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I want to mm. be number one as a songwriter. I want people to be like, yo, bro, this song touched me this way. Like, right. it's not just a cool song. Like, I really felt it and I vibe with it. And, you know, those songs that I created in that time, they came from a real place. So I was just lucky enough to be able to be in tune with the moment because I could have easily missed it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's great. We're glad. I'm glad you were in tune so we could hear those songs uh, <laughs> Thanks, on, on that EP. Um, can we talk a little bit just about Honesty? I feel like that song, for a lot of people, is probably the first song that they really attach themselves to. What was that song about? What was the inspiration? And has the meaning of it changed to you at all? Because I feel like for some for some songs that I write, like when I write it, it's about heartbreak or it's about something. But by, by the time it's out and I'm singing it and I'm performing it, it's about something completely different to me personally. Yeah, that's deep. Um, yeah, I feel like when I first wrote it, it was literally just like an enhanced conversation. Like it was a real conversation I had with somebody. And it was like, at that moment, I feel like I was talking about them. And then, like, after, like you said, like, after performing it, I'm going around the world, I'm singing the song, I'm listening to people sing it back. I'm like, man, like, that's me. Like, I am this song. Like, I was afraid to fall in love and, like, mm. afraid to dive deep with somebody, you know what I'm saying? Right. And to trust somebody. Because, like, when I was writing that song, I was talking to someone, they were telling me their problems, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they're... Like what they feel like, man. Like I just want to, uh, and I'm telling her, and I'm just like, nah, like it'll be cool, like it'll happen, you know, when it's supposed to, kind of thing. And I'm te- I'm saying all these things, and then freaking seven months later, I'm listening to the song because I also don't really listen to my own music that much. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't, I didn't even know honesty when I went to perform it. I haven't learned. Because I just, <laughs> I, I just wasn't used to listening to myself that much. Yeah. But um, I started listening to it, and I was like, man, this thing is deep. Like, it was hitting me. <laughs> like, I did, like, I was almost like, I didn't even write it. It was like, I'm listening to the lyrics, and I'm just like, yo, this is me. Like, what if it's not reciprocated? Like, yeah. Dang. That's, I feel like that resonated with so many people as well. Because it's mm. just like, you want to give, you think about it, like, yo, I want to love this person. Like, but dang, like, what if they don't love me the same way? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, that's funny. You unintentionally tricked yourself into falling in love with your own song. <laughs> that's, that's like inception on yourself. Um, but, but I guess, you know, for, for people who are as prolific in writing as, as you are, it, it's probably a very… It's a reality because if you're… You know, for people, people who are listening, not a lot of them are going to be songwriters. They're not going to be in the industry. They're fans of music, right? So, but they may not know that a lot of songwriters, they're in a session every single day writing a song every single day, you know? And um, for people listening for context, like when you write, you know, up to five songs a week, even if you work Monday through Friday, that's that's a lot of songs that that's you a lot of songs <laughs> can forget about. There are lines in there that you you don't realize you've recycled, or that meanings that you thought was something and you think it's something else, and you can confuse yourself. So, I can imagine maybe that's part of where where it kind of hits you differently as well. But yeah, man. Definitely happens to me quite often. <laughs> um, I was going through a lot of interviews. And when it comes to your songwriting and your approach to your music… Um, one thing that I saw a lot of is that you were just trying to be different. And you're trying to just be you when it comes to music. What is and who is that? What does that mean? Uh, I feel like… I'll, give, I'll just say this first. That I feel I always felt out of place musically because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything that everyone else knew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I come into this industry where most people just by living, they have the privilege of hearing all these songs and knowing all these artists just from being a kid or like it wasn't even studying. It's just like, yo, I'm listening to dope music as it comes. Me, I didn't know those songs, and I always felt like, dang, like I'm, a, I feel out of place because it's like people would mention songs and like, yo, we should sample this. It's this, and I'm like, I'm like, it's like in my head, I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god. So, with that said, I felt like for a second that I'm supposed to be like trying to play catch up and like make up for lost time as yeah. far as music, but then I realized I'm like, yo, like. Music is, you know, uh, a form of communication. Like, you don't have to have heard somebody else's music for you to make great music. So once I, once I created this world in my head where I feel safe as far as creativity, where it's like, you know, like, no, I don't know who these people are. There's no diss to them. I wasn't privy to that. But I grew up in church, you know what I'm saying? And... I also listen to pop music. You know what I'm saying? Like I when I the first song that I remember choosing when my dad didn't yell and say, What's that? was Moon Five, She oh. Will Be Loved on the radio. Like people probably didn't even listen to the radio in the house anymore, but it was that. So it's like I have so many elements of yeah. music that I'm intrigued by. And um just being able to dive face first into Whatever I feel, because I'm mm-hmm. a feeling, you know, like <laughs> I wish my uh, creative director, he always says, like, I'm I'm no technique, all feel. Like, I don't mm. I don't really know anything. I just know how to make something that I feel. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that's that was the most important thing. And that's who I am. I'm a feeling. It's like pink sweats, you know, the color pink, when you see it, you see 
dark colors every day. You know, like you got an all black right now, I, which a lot like a lot of people wear all black naturally. It's not even a thing. It's no reason. Yeah. It's just they do. And like me, I wear pink because I, I when I walk down the street, it's it's my way of symbolizing to myself and to the world that I'm not afraid to be seen anymore. Uh-huh. Because, like I said before, I used to didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to like all the way stand out completely. You know, I was right, right. like, I want to just mind my business. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you see somebody with pink, you're gonna look, whether it's me or anybody, right? Because it's not common. Like, you don't ever walk in a store and see everybody wearing pink, but you can see a hundred people wearing black and not think anything. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Speaking of pink, though, like, how did you? I mean, I I've read the story, but I think our listeners would love to hear, like, then how you got your name, how you built that name, and um, <laughs> just like the little story behind it. It's always the least uh, impressive story. Um, I was <laughs> I was literally just wearing pink sweats, and um, no, for no reason at all. I just bought these random sweatpants at. H and M because they were cheap. You know, sometimes you see, I was a starving artist at the time, so I just bought these pants because they were cheap and they were the only size really that was my mm. size on the rack. So I put them on and I never took them off until they fell apart. <laughs> so and um and then someone called me Pink Sweats one day uh-huh. and I was just like, when I became an artist. I didn't want to use my birth name because my family don't use my birth name. You know, like I guess in black culture, we always have nicknames for people. So uh-huh. I have like I have like a family nickname that like. What is it? If you don't mind me asking, what's your family? Nickname? I'm not gonna tell because then everybody gonna be calling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but I'll tell you offline. But um, yeah. So I have a family nickname, but also that nickname just wouldn't make sense as an artist name. Uh huh. So when I was thinking, I was just like, hmm, like. Oh, why would I think so hard when I could just go with pink sweats? Like every, someone already called me that. Yeah. And I'm literally sitting in pants that are falling apart that are pink. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I just ran with it. And then also I had read something on Instagram of all places where it was like somebody was saying like people spend so much time thinking about a name and it can just go on whatever the idea is. They weren't talking about music. We're just talking about like businesses, and, right. I, and it triggered me to be like, okay, Pink Sweats, it's a silly enough name to where if it didn't work, I wouldn't feel bad, you know. What I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a one of those things. It's like, all right, it's Pink Sweats. If it doesn't work, I'm cool. Like, if I'm not gonna take myself too serious, you know? Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Um, I mean, well, it did work, and it's working, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's working out, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, that's that's. I just think that's such a, a fun story. Um, so I mean, since you put the EP out, uh, you've you've signed with a major. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm signed to at, Atlantic Records now. Yeah, you're at Atlantic. Um, you've been touring. You've been writing. You've been collaborating. You've been releasing singles here and there. Um, like, what are you looking forward to? I feel like right now we're in this weird time because artists you know traditionally we make money from touring and meeting fans and uh all that kind of stuff but all that is right now on hold so what are, what are you looking at in the future 
what's in the immediate future for you? Uh, for me, my album, man, I feel like I've been uh, cooking up this album for a minute. And um, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even perceive that I would ever be making an album. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like for me to make volume one and then people just support it so heavily and then volume two and then like, I'm like, yo, I just, I want to give people this album because I feel like what volume one did for me and for like a lot of creatives in my, what I, for my uh, circle of like people that I talk to and stuff, what it did for me and like I said, for other creatives to feel a little more free. Cause I feel like, you know, as writers and producers, we often feel like we're in a box of what we can do. It's like, oh, people only want to hear this, so I'm going to just keep doing this. And, but you don't really want to do that all the time. Sometimes you want to make a song that's strictly acoustic, but when when you hear honesty and you're like, oh, man, maybe I could do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I've had people message me and say, like, bro, thank you because you inspire me to just feel a little more comfortable in doing my own thing. And I mm-hmm. feel like the album that I want to release is that times 10 you know because like it's not what you expect but it's also not it's not it's not trash it's like <laughs> wait i wasn't it's like one of those things where you're like wow it's like you eat at this banging restaurant and the food looks a little different than you're usually yeah. used to and then you bite it and you're like wow this is really good like <laughs> Not what I was expecting, but I'll have two, you know? Yeah. Um. So for me, the album is very special to me because I've always been one to fight for creatives, man. Like, it's it's nothing like seeing writers go in every day. Like you said, like, you're making five songs a week or, you know, or some people, you know, 10 songs a week, whatever mm-hmm. it is they're doing. And... Those songs rarely ever see the light, you know? Like, I've written thousands of songs. Some, I've lost them. Like, my hard drives have been deleted, and people have stolen stuff from me. So, it's like... That's crazy. I've only been able to release two, what, 12 songs (laughs) out of thousands. So, it's like, I just want people to feel like, yo, man, whatever I'm working on, I'm passionate about, and not to Uh actually get behind it you know what i'm saying so that's yeah. what the album is that's what it means to me it means like people like us can have more power in our mm-hmm. minds of what we want to do i mean I, I think that's very eloquently put and i'm excited to hear what this album how it blows people out of the water when are you looking to, to drop it um, the full length album i'm not sure like it's different being with a label now because before right. i was just independent so we just kind of do whatever we want to do but now it's like everybody's gotta hear it a hundred <laughs> times and you gotta send it to the global team and this and that and then you gotta remix something because this snare was off or you know yeah there's a lot of stuff so all right well we'll be patiently waiting um so i'm excited to hear what this full album is i'm curious um what is your relationship with your family like these days? Has it changed since you've, you know, become a singer-songwriter, moved out to LA? Um, 
you mentioned that your parents are very disapproving of you listening to secular music. Has that changed at all? Has What's that been like? <laughs> I was joking around about it. I was just like, whenever whenever you succeed at something, everybody's okay with it. It, be, <laughs> it just be, it's like the process. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, you know, you know, God going, God's still there for you. And, you know, <laughs> then when you make it, it's like, we're so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, they're honestly, they're cool. They're happy. You know, um, it's not anything like how I was brought up. And also, I feel like my parents are really young in, in their faith and in, in their in their life. You know, my mom was uh-huh. 19. So it's like, when you're new in all these areas, you just seem sometimes to be really strict because you don't want yeah. your kids to be like exactly how you are. At right. Age. So I understand it like now. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we also have to talk about briefly uh, your collaboration with Crush. I mean, I think. Hey. Have you been? Have you been to Korea? You haven't been to Korea, have you? No, I was actually scheduled to be there this year before you know the outbreak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was soon after I started listening to your stuff too. You seem to be everywhere. Like all my friends, everybody I know in Korea, is suddenly singing your songs, and I was like. No way, for real? Yeah, for for a while, I swear, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. I have That's this like dope. new artist that I found that I stumbled upon. His stuff is dope. And I started putting up on my like my feed or my sharing it with my friends. And then all of a sudden, everybody and their best friend singing Honesty. And I was like, the heck? And then… That's crazy. Uh, and so it was like really, really fun to be able to watch how your music spread. Like not only you know, in the States and whatever, but just globally. Um, and mm. what is what has that been like to see, you know, other parts of the world, other K-pop stars, other artists just all around the world kind of attach themselves to your music? Bro, it's like the best feeling in the world. And I'm like ultra grateful that I'm like this phase in my life. Like, because like, I just had so many like, twists and turns throughout like just being a songwriter and like trying to just make it or whatever that like putting out music and then everyone just like loving it and like share like thank you man for I never said it before thank you. No of course like share my music and just like a whole different place that I've never been bro like Mm -hmm. I've never been to Korea. I've never been to Asia in general like I never been anywhere. I was just in Philly, <laughs> and I lived, I lived in Jersey for like three years or something. And it's just like I never really been anywhere. So for me to travel via music is amazing. And then like go on Instagram and I see like, uh, like, like BTS and like, uh, uh, what's the other group? They I mean, there's like about. BTS. There's like NCT. There's all these different yeah, NCT, groups. They, it's all these huge groups and people, like I said, people that I don't know personally and for them to have the same unity on music. It's like, we don't even know each other, but it's like, we connect on right. music. And it's like, right. that's a bridge for so many things. So it's Absolutely. like, we can, man, bro, you have no idea, man. It's like, it feels so amazing. And I also love Asian culture and I'm, mm. and I, I'm all, I only really eat like, I eat sushi, I eat Korean barbecue, 
uh, <laughs> my boy, my boy Jason Ma, he took me to go get hot pot for the first time. But like uh-huh. that's like all I really eat, like because I'm always so obsessed with stuff that I don't know anything about. So it's like uh-huh. it was also very crazy to have like such support from the Asian community because I was just like, are they like tapped into my real life? Because it's like. <laughs> It doesn't really. It wouldn't add up otherwise, because I'm like I literally eat at the same places all the time. I eat at Nobu. I eat at uh, Genwa. Shout out them. You're um, eating. You're eating at the the nice the nice Asian spots. You, the names you oh, drop. Of course, at Nobu, dude. I can't so good. show up at the other places Ooh. sometimes because I don't really know how to read the menus. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'll take you out. We'll go when this is over. We'll take you out. We'll get okay. you some good food in K Town, all that yeah. stuff. Um, so tell me, how did this collab with Crush happen? Like, how did y'all connect? What was the process like? You know, what was that entire collaborative process? Oh, so I think honestly, what happened was my manager and I we just like go diving on the internet mm. for like a lot of K pop stuff, and he was like. R&B, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, they were, and then I start doing some research and then I'm talking to my label and stuff. And they were like, oh yeah, we'll reach out, whatever. And then me and my manager, we just like, we were like, yo, like his stuff is like super soulful. Like he'll do like these interesting tracks that I feel like in the States, it's kind of like an old thing. But like, mm-hmm. Because it's just the value of music is just different here, as right. you know, you know. Right, right. Like, but um a lot of Asians they really appreciate real music and, and that mm-hmm. attention to detail. So we just decided together that we was like, yo, man, this actually could be a dope collaboration. Yeah. To and also like a like a kind of give back for all the support that we have been getting. Because it's like why not? collaborate with someone who's from Korea if we're yeah, getting yeah. so much support you know from that uh from that region of the world it's just like it only made it made sense to give them something that we felt like they would love to you know listen to yeah so did you write the track and put, put like the first pass or how did it did you go back and forth how'd it go no 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 I, honestly I had wrote that song a minute ago uh-huh. and then we sent it in Cause it be when we first did it, it was just like a guitar, and then uh, we sent it over after it got produced, and then he uh, he did the second verse and stuff like that. So it was kind of like we bounced it back and forth, but the song it was just sitting on our laptop for a minute, and because we couldn't find anybody that would would nail it the right way, mm. so when he hopped on it, you know, we were just like. Super happy. We were all hyped and excited when we heard it back. I might have no idea what he was saying, but it just felt good. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't expect hot. you to, to speak Korean. So, um, you know, it's all good. He did teach me something, though. Did he teach me? He's Sarangdeo. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You, you picked it up. Um, that's awesome. Well, he told me I something mean, good. <laughs> yeah, taught you something good. Y'all haven't met up or hung out in person yet, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We came, he came down here. It's oh, funny okay. because I saw him on the street when I was pulling up to the studio. And I had, uh, I was thinking about getting a Ferrari. And I, so I rented it for the week. Mm. And then I pulled up 
And I see like this, this like cool Asian dude. He's like with these girls and stuff. And I was like, I was like, yo, that's probably Crush. Cause I was driving, I didn't, I was just driving fast. I didn't really see, see him. Yeah, yeah. And I come down and I'm parking a lot. And I come out and I go in the studio and he was there. And I was like, I was like, I just see all sides. I can't stop. Like, bro, he's with that, that car. I was like, no, it's not mine. Like, I'm not fixing <laughs> I'm just seeing if I like it. But um, yeah, he he's super funny and super cool. Like, I like him a lot. Yeah. I can't wait to go there and we get some food and like chop it up. He wanted me to come to like. He's like, bro, like if I if I ever get married, I want you to come to my wedding. And I was like, you already <laughs> know, I'm pulling up. <laughs> all right, all right, sounds good. Um, any anybody else? Who else are you listening to these days? Um, who's influencing you musically? Anybody in particular? I've been checking out some stuff, but no, I wouldn't say anything's like grab me right at this exact moment. Mm. All right. But um right. you got anything you can recommend? No, nah, man. I'm just working on my stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's hard. Because when you're working on your own stuff, you're just yeah. like, ah, I don't know. Like yeah. I'm laser focused. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> are you watching anything? Anything fun you're watching? TV shows, movies, anything? I fin- uh, are you in LA or are you in Korea right now? I'm in, I'm in LA right now. Okay. So, Ozark. Oh, yeah. I finished the, uh, the season three. It's insane. I loved it. I haven't gotten there yet. I've watched season one. I haven't, fin- I haven't gotten to two and three yet. But Yeah. Storyline yeah, is amazing on that show. I love it. Ozark. No, it's a uh, great acting. I think it's beautifully shot. I'm excited to to finish it. There's just so much to watch right now, though. That's like the one thing. Is there anything that you would like to to talk about? Anything you'd like to plug? Anything you want to touch on? In general, uh, nothing I can think of off the roof. Right. I mean, honestly, I want to ask you about Korea, bro. Like, go for it. What What do you feel like is the hot spot to go in Korea? Like, the whether it's nightlife spot? or anything, whatever. Ooh, I mean, okay. The hot spots definitely like Itaewon area. Um, it's it's international. A lot of great restaurants. A lot of great night spots. It's going through a little bit of a. They have like a COVID outbreak right now, as of you know, very recent. So they're like recovering and they're trying to get it under control. But I live near that area. Um, but it's like. The, the coolest bars, the coolest clubs, the coolest restaurants, I feel like, are all kind of right there. And then you got, like, the historical places that with, like, the the palace and the old traditional houses and the old traditional food. Like, that's an entire different day of experience. So, Korea is, like, a great central meeting ground of, I think, old and new kind of combined together. You know? Yeah. That's so dope, it's ex- man. It's exciting. Like… America is like still it's only a couple hundred years old, right? Whereas yeah. parts of Europe or Asia, they're just so much older, so much more history. So like I feel like whenever I leave the states, I'm like, man, you feel <laughs> and you witness and you run into things that you're never gonna get to see in the states. I'm so, so I'm so sad, man. Like I really, <laughs> I was like, like I was texting my manager like every other day about like. Korea. I'm like, yo, we really going? Like, I'm so hyped, bro. Like, man, I, you know what I do want to say? I just want to, I want to send some love and good vibes to people that are suffering through this stuff because, yeah, 
it does it, it affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. You know, some people are very fortunate mm-hmm. as far as their health to not be affected, but it's real. Like people are actually being affected. You know, people are losing their lives and income too. Because some, sometimes right. the second worst thing after your life is your livelihood. You know, like mm-hmm. if you can't make money, you know, if you can't provide for your family, so. You know, I just want to send love to those people who are going through. You know, it's going to get better for sure. Amen, bro. I'm praying that it, it gets better soon. It's uh, it, it is kind of an in, insane time that we're going through, but you know, we just got to keep doing what we can to, as I guess artists and creatives, to provide content and music and stuff that people can connect to and take their minds off and take them to another place. So, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to your album, all the new products you got going. And hopefully, we'll be able to kick it in Korea sometime soon. If not yeah, LA, man. whenever this Well, even here, whatever. Ends. It's like yeah, man. both. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But um, appreciate you making time. Appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure sure. actually finally getting to speak to you. Um, so stay healthy. Yeah, man. This is fun, bro. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got to meet because we usually always just, uh, you know, DM and stuff. Right, right, right. This is dope. Well, let let, me, let us know if you ever want to come back on. You got to push anything. You want to promote anything. We're, we're always open to Bro, You guys you. can hit me whenever, man. Like, this right, was actually bro. a really great interview. Like, seriously. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was you. fun. Appreciate it. Um, the last thing that we want to ask of you as part of the show is to improvise an outro jingle for our listeners. A nice way to say, Goodbye, and to wrap the show up, <laughs> we're gonna put you on the spot. But I'm sure you got a thousand. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. A um, thousand melodies up there. What's what's what? How do I pronounce the name of the show again? So the the show is Tebak Tebak Show. Tebak. Tebak. Um, I'm Pixlers. Thank you. Yes, I am saying bye to you, Tebak. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you to our listeners for listening and hanging out with me and Pink Sweats. Please be sure to check out his music and connect with him all over socials. You guys can find this interview on whatever platform you listen to podcasts from and on YouTube and our Patreon.com slash Type Studios. Check it out. Show some love to Pink Sweats. And you guys have a great day. Peace. Peace. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop Debug with Eric Nam. British Airways is proud to welcome you to our home, to the thrills of London and the hills of Scotland, to delicious roasts and stunning coasts. Then explore Paris and Madrid and roam around Europe. Devour the art and savour the food, or just shop and shop until you flop into bed. Take off to Britain and beyond. Book now for 2021 and change later with our flexible booking options. Terms apply. Visit ba.com for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.